And now, a brand new episode of Script to Screen, live on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM, made to be heard. to a brand new episode of Script to Screen here on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM. I'm your host, Alan Mahana, and yes, I have a very terrible, very terrible so sore throat. Um, I, I feel like I'm going through puberty again. Uh, speaking of again, uh, today's episode is, is all about remakes, reboots, and redos. Oh my, uh, we are living in an age where everything seems to be a remake, a reboot, um, you know, a spin-off, and nothing original. We, we are uh, bombarded by all of these things, and so we decided here on the show that we needed to talk about it. And when I say we, you know where I'm going with this. Join me in welcoming my co-pilot, the hot, I mean, the solo to my Chewbacca hot solo. Wee, wee, wee. Wee. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Very excited to be here today. And as Alan said, uh, his voice is very, very... Uh, it is horrendous. It, it is interesting. It, it's it is so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh man, uh, it just reminds me of of the um, what is it the the episode of Friends where Phoebe gets sick. Yeah, you can you can go all jazzy now. Yeah, I, I can be like you know smelly cats. Yeah. No, I sound like I'm dying. <laughs> no, it, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, you know, Phoebe had sexy phlegm. I have terrible sore throat. <laughs> it doesn't even work. Um, we've got a lot to talk about again, as usual, uh, on the show today. Um, except we're not necessarily talking about more than one thing today. We're just kind of focusing all of our efforts. Towards one gigantic topic. Yep. Um, but as usual, we do have a... Uh, well, actually, we have two. two movies of the week this week. Um, one that we saw together and one that you saw on your own. I wasn't able to make the premiere of the other film. So let's just dive right in. Let's start talking about it. Um, because we've been waiting 15 long years to talk about this movie. Yep, and it's about damn time. It is about damn time. Um, finally, Disney and Pixar gift us with the sequel to The Incredibles, The Incredibles 2. Fantastic film. Incredible It film. was super. I, I adored this movie. I had yes. such a blast watching yes. it. Yes. It took me 15 years yeah, back I felt in I w- time. I was a kid for two hours. It was, it's a long movie, but still, I didn't really mind that. Uh, it, was, it was an incredible movie. I have so many amazing action sequences. Uh, so much happened in, in that, that film. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Definitely feels like a good sequel. We'll talk about that a little later today on the show, but it definitely feels like a, um, a good continuation of the story. Um, I didn't personally. I didn't feel like all the characters evolved. I, you know, I saw the growth in um, 
in the parents, uh, in, in, you know, uh, Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl. But the kids were a bit left out. Yeah. Um, Dash and Violet, I felt were not, I mean, they felt like the same characters. We were dealing with the same issues we were dealing with in the first one, which basically leaves Jack-Jack and, and his evolution is... Incredible. He, he steals the show. I mean, he does. He's, if he, we wanted to give an MVP character award, Jack Jack would win no, it. No, no, he, he, he hits a jackpot. He, <laughs> the, the discovery, okay. <laughs> the discovery of his uh, superpowers, it's just hilarious. You know what? I, I kind of like that it, um, the, the, I guess this works into the mythos of the world of the Incredibles, but uh, it, it's it basically explained that when you're a child, if you are developing or if you do have the genetic uh, coding of superpowers, you need to grow into choosing what those powers are going to be. So you're going to experience a multitude yeah. of different uh, um, abilities which is kind of cool. Like it's kind of playing into the, you know, you need to grow into your own identity at one point in life, which is kind of an interesting thing that they indirectly, very subtly tackled in, in, in the film. Uh, and there's also this other point, which I loved in the movie. It's, it's showing that parents are actually superheroes. Yes. Everything they do, they do for us. Uh, yeah. The sacrifices, yeah. uh, the commitments, uh, as something as simple as sitting with your son doing a math homework which you don't understand. And I think that, Why did they uh, change math? Why why did they change math? <laughs> it was a great moment. Uh, it was it was very funny. And that's that's the beautiful thing yeah. about the movie. It's um the the, the line that Edna it's Edna, right? Yeah. yeah the line notes. that Edna says in the film where she's like um, proper parents are the actual superheroes. Yep. And I like the emphasis on the word proper because it takes a lot to be a good parent. And, and um, I think this struggle, I think what I loved most about the film is that they were able to balance the mundane, you know, life of a family with the fantastical adventure of being superheroes but the superhero thing almost felt like it came secondary yeah. to the family issues it's, it's a family, and, and yeah. whatever. And so that, that for me felt really good. No, definitely. It's, it's, it's the importance of family. It's the importance yeah. of relying on one another. And knowing your place. Yeah. Yep. You know, at the uh, end where Violet is like, I'll be here with Jack-Jack. So like, she knows yes, I'm the eldest, so I need to take on the responsibility of being the eldest. And absolutely, absolutely. That that was, you know, yeah, I, knowing I, your place, knowing where you fit into the larger scheme of things. And and by the way, Brad Bird, who directs the movie, is just... Oh, he's spectacular. <laughs> I, I think you said something to me as we were leaving the movie theater, which I I agreed with. It's not just a good animation film. It's a good superhero yeah. movie. Even it has a spy kind of vibe, yeah. spy genre. Yeah. So, so, so in my review, I, I came up with the super, super spy. spy. Yeah, the super spy. And, and I get why he made Mission Impossible, by the way. It, it made yeah. so much sense. Yeah. And he should... Tackle more live action films, definitely. Yeah, I, I would be interested to see yeah. more live action from him. Um, speaking of things I may not be very interested in seeing, and things that don't know their place, and bad sequels. <laughs> well, let's uh, dive into it since it's an ocean. Yeah. Ocean's Eight. Yes. Yeah, I, I checked it out. Uh, the eighth this wonder week. of the world. Uh, listen, it, <laughs> I, I was disappointed. Yeah. Um, 
I thought the movie would be much more interesting. It had the potential to be something very nice, but sadly didn't accomplish that. The cast is at best okay. There are a few very good although, performances. I mean, although the cast is filled with very talented people. Very I mean, big like names. The, the, the balance of talent versus, I mean, you know, hip-hop artists wanting to be actress, the, the balance of those is not that, I mean, there's way more... Uh, nominated people on that cast list than non-nominated. Yeah. So you would think that they would at least be able to deliver something worth watching. But again, not everything that had an all-male cast in the past mm. needs to have an all-female cast in the present. Exactly, exactly. But, but speaking of those talented people, I mean, you, you have Anne Hathaway, who's, who's marvelous in the film. She's so classy. Kate Blanchett, which Even I personally classier. love. And then Sarah Paulson did a really, really yeah, nice job she's in the good. film. Yeah. She's really good. Uh, now, when you watch the movie, you can't not compare it to Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Because it takes place uh, in the same world. Is there a timeline as to where? It happens after. After Ocean's Thirteen. Okay. It's completely so, after. And, okay. and it's Debbie, uh, George Clooney's uh, sister. Sister, okay. And it, it, it's sadly shot and directed... As a copy of Steven Soderbergh's uh, Ocean's Eleven. Okay. Uh, so, so it has no originality. Okay. Uh, it, it's like a bad kind of ripoff of that film. Uh, and, and what made Ocean's Eleven really nice was that it took place in Vegas. And Vegas itself... It's a character it's in a and character. of itself. Exactly. See, but this is the thing, though. It's like the ocean... Even Ocean... I mean, Ocean's 12 and 13, which were, again, a sequel and a... Trequel, yeah, whatever. Um, they were also very good, and I, you enjoyed them, and because the heist was in and of itself a character in the film. Exactly. It wasn't just hey, let's put this together and steal the Met. Really, mm. out of all the places that you could have stolen from, you had to steal in the Met. Like I would have loved it if they said it in Paris. Like there's a big gala in the Louvre and they would have to go into the Louvre and steal yep. something. At least then you would have the character of Paris. You would have, exactly. you know, the, 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 I don't know, like a feminine touch because it's Paris and whatever and it's France and, or it could have been the casino in Monaco for all we care. Yeah. You know, it could have been something huge and big and spectacular, but you know. I know, I agree with mundane, you. Mundane, mundane, mundane. Uh, but you, you mentioned Ocean's 12 and 13. 12 doesn't take place in a casino, if I'm not mistaken. It's 11 and 13 that do. Mm -hmm. And they're very, very good. The, the 12, I didn't like so much with the whole Julia Roberts pretending to be Julia yeah. Roberts. That, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. like kind of <laughs> rubbish. Uh, but that being said, this film doesn't try to be its own, its own film. Yeah. It, it, it tries to copy something. And it ends up being a bit boring, actually rather very boring. Yeah. Uh, but it does have a crowd. I'm sure a lot of people are going to enjoy this. Oh, movie. I'm sure a lot of people gonna are going to go watch, watch it. it. Uh, and then a lot of people are going to yell at us for being male critics because we didn't understand the female version of Ocean's but, but that's, that's the, the Ocean's universe. But that's the problem. They can be males, females, trees. I don't care if it's a good movie and has good content. Do it. I mean, Red Sparrow had a female protagonist and it was absolutely insanely good. I wasn't a big fan, but... Oh, really? <laughs> oh, okay. I loved it. I thought it was great. <laughs> no, but a, a, a movie shouldn't be defined by, by its cast. By, no, it shouldn't. By, by the ethnicity or by uh, the sex of the cast, the gender. No, a, a movie should be a good story, well-developed, fun, uh, entertaining, interesting, smart, and... Original. That's it, original, which I think we're going to explore a bit more today remakes reboots redos oh my goodness 
you know, this is this is just a crazy topic. Um, hopefully, we'll we'll have enough time to be able to delve into and talk about all the things that we want to talk about. But let's let's just get right into it. Ask out the first question: Has La- Hollywood lost their willingness to take risks with original content? On my end, I say absolutely one hundred percent yes. Yep. They've yep. lost their chops. They are no longer taking risks. Everything that they are making is is a safe thing. It's money, 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 money. Um, and, and originality is just out the window. It, it, the only place where you can see originality is, is either in the independent films or the stuff that is, that is maybe in the beginning, the stuff that was showing up on Netflix. But now even Netflix seems to be going the, the commercial route too. I, I couldn't agree more with you. Oh yeah. my God, absolutely. What, what are they doing? They, they've lost their cojones. I mean, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, where where where's all the original content? People are playing it so safe. It's all about money. I yeah, think. Yeah. It's all about marketing. Agreed. It's all Agreed. about box office. It's all about being safe. Uh, it's really sad because once in a blue moon you'll have something original and creative and someone that dares to do something. Yeah. And it's such a breath of fresh air. Um, I don't know. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, I've always been into movie magazines and I used to read mm-hmm, a lot mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. Uh, Premiere and Empire and Total Film. Oh, I love Empire magazines. Fantastic magazines. Yeah. And the covers used to have pictures of actors, uh, Robin Williams, Nicholas yes. Cage, John Travolta, yes. just them. And, and the focus would be an interview with these people in the magazine. Uh, but now on all the covers of these magazines, you have your Avengers uh, cover, you have your Star Wars covers, you have your Planet of the Apes covers. So... Going back to that that safety, that yeah, routine, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. zero originality. I agree. Um, I, I agree 100%. It is, it is really sad because there are certain directors that will try to do something um, um, original. I know, uh, I mean, I'm probably the... Um, on the very unpopular side of things here, but the Wachowskis a while back, they tried to, they, they, they threw out an original film. Um, it was based on no IP. It was purely out of their own, um, with Channing Tatum and, and, um, what's her face? Ju- ju- uh, Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. Yeah. Jupiter, Jupiter Ascending. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. It was, it, I'm not saying it's a great film, but at least it was something new. At least it was something that we hadn't seen before. It was worlds that we hadn't seen before, mythos that we hadn't seen before. Uh, music also by Michael Giacchino. <laughs> but, you know, like, um, um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. They were trying to do something new. They were trying to introduce us to something new. Um, I don't think the film was marketed well. I don't think Hollywood trusted that an audience would even enjoy this film because, again, we go back to this idea of, yes, this was a huge risk. Um, but let's not let's not forget, the Wachowskis also gave us the Matrix trilogy, and the Matrix was uh, is also not based on any IP. It came out of the Wachowskis. Yeah. Um, so I don't even know why, the, you know, Hollywood wouldn't have trusted to or marketed this film properly you know as something that's new as as, you know something new from the Wachowskis or 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 whatnot but even on top of that the audience didn't like Jupiter Ascending either Mm. um and and this kind of you know is is an easy way to transition over into the next thing that we want to talk about is that is the audience wanting original content and 
a big part of me also says no. I think the audience just wants to go see something that they know in case they want to look at their phone or zone out. They're not going to lose anything. It's not going to be something that they have to actually pay attention to. It's it's a blockbuster or a whatever, you know, like l- last week we spoke about tag, right? Yeah. That could have been something extremely original if the writers had actually paid attention to the content. But instead, they gave us something where, like, every tag sequence took at least 15 minutes. So if you wanted to look at your phone and look back up at the screen, you're not going to miss much. No, no, absolutely. It's it's amazing how similarly we, we think about this topic. This is why you're my co-host. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think uh, that... that Audiences are making an effort anymore, no. and they want to play it safe. And maybe it's a financial reason. People want to spend less, uh, try less, so they'll go to something they're familiar with or something they know. Yeah, they, 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 they I'm sure they don't want to spend money on something and walk out and go, "Well, this yeah. was a waste of my time." Yeah, exactly. So they'd rather go with with something which is more known or 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 they've seen before or follows up with something else. Uh, but it's I'm going to talk a lot about content today because it, to me. Whatever the movie is, whether it's a reboot or it's a sequel, or a, it's all about good content. Yes. Ag- it's all about a good script. Agreed. It's about execution. And from that point on, then, you can make as many movies as you want. But they should focus and they should give a chance. I mean, uh, a couple of months ago, uh, uh, maybe a longer, uh, A Quiet Place came out. Oh. And it, it's... Oh. It's such a fantastic What a magnificent movie. film. What a magnificent film. Beautiful. And no IP, nothing. Yes. Nothing. And, and easy to do, small cast, good effects. Brilliant. Just absolutely brilliant. I was, my, ugh, I, you know, yeah, or, or, bow down, hats off to John Krasinski for, for such bravo, a yeah. fantastic uh, film. So, Just film. So, a beautiful, fantastic, well acted, well written well-directed film. Yeah, and you have many examples, The Sixth Sense, uh, you have Nolan's early work, uh, Insomnia, Memento. Oh. Uh, those are those are original. Those yeah, are yeah, the yeah. chances. And this is what made these directors shine. This is what made these directors, people talk about them. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think people should... See, this is the thing. I think people don't want to lose their money. I agree with what you were saying. I, I think people are afraid to go watch something original, um, and, and feel disappointed. But I also think that, uh, people are also very afraid of being exposed to new stuff, being exposed to new ideas, being exposed to things that they did not expect. And this is the thing, again, it goes back to, this is where social media could also play into this because again, when you've got all these people commenting on social media and yelling out that they hated this or hated that or whatever, you don't think the studios are reading into this? You don't think the studios are like, well, we can't do this? Case in point, I sent you an article yeah, a couple of days ago solo, yeah. about yeah, what, what Lucasfilms and Disney are going to do now. They're putting all the spinoffs up on the shelf. They've, they've put them away. They're not going to be tackling any of the spinoffs. They want to focus all their attention on episode nine. What the heck do you think that means? That means that now they're going to be playing it even safer than The Force Awakens Mm -hmm. because they want to make sure that they don't lose the entirety of their fan base. They want to ensure that people will keep going and watching Star Wars movies. And this is what we never wanted to happen with Star Wars. I sent you that. You know, I I remember when we were talking about Star Wars, what was it, two episodes ago? Yeah. I said, are we entering another Dark Ages? And the proof of the matter is we kind of are. Yeah. Because now the creative juices at Lucasfilms have all 
they, they put the brakes and they're like, okay, what do we need to do here to ensure that the audience is going to come back? So what we're going to be left with are films that are not going to push the envelope. We're hopefully, I mean, the sequel trilogy is going to go down in history as probably another prequel trilogy amongst the fans, you know, something that is, again, not Lucas, although they didn't want Lucas either yeah. when he did the prequel. So it's, I mean, it's, 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 I don't feel, I don't envy um, the position that the studio heads are in. I, I get that it's very difficult to be doing what you're doing, to trying to please an audience, but at the same time, you're artists, man. Like, cinema is show business. It's yes. art and business. It's both. It's not just one. It's not just the other. And again, I'm taking away words that you wanted that's, to say. No, that's Go for it. I'm so happy. I'm so, because we're thinking the same way, and I'm sure a lot of people have this uh, it's yeah, it's show, I exactly have the show business reference. Yeah, uh, I, I put it down on the notes. They're focusing on the business. Yep, That's, they're not focusing money. on the art anymore. No, and, and I don't want them to purely focus on art either because then you end up with like avant-gardist, confusing weird. movies. Exactly. You know, I don't want us to be doing Kubrick, but I also don't want us to be doing Tag either. Yeah. No offense, Warner Brothers. Um, you know, like I, somewhere in the middle, maybe <laughs> something in the gradient. The compromise. Ah. Uh, and again, now the studios are like overdoing the nostalgia thing. Yeah. We're seeing, again, this brings us back to the reboots and the remakes and, the, you know, what Disney's doing with all their beautiful, classic animated films is that they're turning them into live action. They're not all working. Some of them are, you know, hit or miss, man. I think I think some things should remain untouched. It's, it's so, it bothers me because a movie like The Jungle Book or Aladdin or yeah. it should be just, and just Aladdin's being directed by Guy Ritchie, and, and, and it's just like, what? And Will Smith as genie. I mean, I, I like Will Smith, but he's not Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah. Just leave that alone. Come up with something you new. You know for a fact that while you're watching Aladdin, you're going to be looking at Will Smith going, you're not Robin Williams, yeah. man. Like, it's just, it's, it, yeah. But do you think Hollywood is actually taking, you know, is yeah. it working? Is the nostalgia thing working? To an extent, I think it, it is working. And, and, and they're trying to do that because they want to get an older crowd and a younger crowd uh, to go watch a movie together. So let's take Star Wars, for example, which was made in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. So older people are going to go and take their, their children and their children's children and so on. And so, yeah, it's bankable. Uh, and this whole new generation, if they like those movies, will want to watch more movies. Yeah. So, so it, it does make sense. But again, I don't think that is the solution. Mm -mm. I don't either. Well, and, well. I, you know, playing on nostalgia is only going to work for so long before people catch on to what you're doing. And they're just going to be like, OK, well, this is I mean, look at did you see the Christopher Robin trailer? Yeah. You saw it? Yes. Do you know what the first thing that I told my mom after I saw that trailer? Because we were watching it together. Yeah. I looked over to my mom and I was like, so this is Disney's version of Hook. Mm. It's Disney's version of Hook. Yeah. It's literally Disney's version of Hook. It's an older Christopher Robin who's lost his imagination, who needs mm -hmm. Winnie the Pooh to help him remember to do nothing. Yeah. So it's all grown up Peter Pan needing to remember what it's like being a kid and not being so focused on work. Yeah. So it's a reboot of a reboot of a remake of a redo. <laughs> like it's, it's using recycled recycling ideas. Uh, and this is kind of what I thought of Moana. I felt Moana was very recycled. In a lot of ways. I mean, it was like it was like Pocahontas meets The Lion King meets, you know. Yeah, we, we talked about it yeah. a few episodes ago, too. Um, exactly. Yeah, it's like, take a risk, guys. 
and take a risk the right way. Don't take a risk in, in, in like a, and this is what I'm kind of afraid of with Dumbo as well, is that Dumbo had the crows, right? Yeah. It had the crows and the crows were voiced by African-Americans. They had this very Southern African-American yeah. kind of twang going and whatnot. You know, the elephants fly song. I don't think the crows are going to exist in this. I don't let's see what what they I don't think they're going to exist because I think Disney's going to be afraid that people are going to be like well this is racist. So they're oh, not going yeah. they're, they're probably not going to put the crows in. And this is where you lose the magic of what it was to be original. I mean those characters are so memorable. Yeah. And you don't remember them because of their race. You remember them because they're funny characters and they helped Dumbo and they had a cool song about seeing elephants fly. You know, I do. I do. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. This this whole this whole episode is <laughs> stressful. In it is very. Of, it is very. It's, stressful. it's like I have so much I, I want to talk about, um, and it again goes back to content. How they're gonna do these things? But these characters you're talking about are mythical in Dum the Dumbo universe, yes. yeah, and and removing them and trying to please. Uh, uh, other uh, people it's they're not just mythical in the Dumbo universe or in, in the Pinocchio universe yeah. or the whatever universe they're mythical for us like we grew up looking at these characters we grew up with a Robin Williams genie we grew up with and remember the uproar that occurred in, in, in the press when they did return of Jafar and it wasn't Robin Williams as the genie and then they had to bring him back for the third film which is Aladdin and the Prince, Chris, Prince, Chris Prince of Thieves, Thieves or yeah. something like that I mean they weren't as great as the original but they had to bring back Robin Williams you know like why just just why just leave it alone let it be You know, and now Steven Spielberg is working on West, West Side, Side Story. Story and, you know, and you and I had this conversation. Could you imagine at one point going, hearing in the news that Sound of Music is being remade or Gone with the Wind is being remade or, you know. The Godfather. The, the, like, no, really. Nothing is, nothing is sacred anymore. Everything is being banked on for nostalgia and for a guaranteed audience. And I personally think the audience is starting to get tired. It's, it's laziness, Alan. Yeah. It's just find the easiest way out to make the most money possible banking on feelings and emotions and making movies and not and forget creativity yeah, and, and originality not being creative not creating content it's sad it is what, what what do you think in your opinion what do you think makes a good remake and a, and um even before that <laughs> let's even define what is a remake and what is a reboot because i think a lot of people Um, mistake the two. And I think a lot of people don't really understand the difference between a remake and a reboot. So the way I see it, a remake is when you are remaking um, um, a particular film. So I would say like, for example, um, Scarface. Yep. Scarface, um, uh, the one with Al Pacino is a remake of the Scarface that came in the 30s. I in think. the 30s. Okay, so it's it's the same story And it, they're just remaking it, yep. right? Oh, that is a remake. Ocean's Eleven. Is Ocean's Eleven is a is a remake. Um, what is it? Uh, the Italian Job is a remake uh, as well. Yeah, Re there's so many remakes and, and reboots, but uh, right. Yeah, so basically, it's when so they're that's making, a remake. They're making it again, again the same way. There's like not many changes. It's just updated. Yeah, exactly. And then okay, so then what's a reboot? The reboot is uh, let's take for example Batman. Okay. And they take this character and restart the story completely from scratch. So it's a re 
booting okay. of that. So it's like almost like a restart. Exactly. Okay. So yeah. So like we we had what is it? We had the Spider-Man trilogy with Tobey Maguire, and then it was rebooted with Andy with Garfield. Andy Garfield, Andrew Gar. Our, okay, take two. Andrew Gar- Garfield. Yes. And, <laughs> and Tom Holland. And uh, and now uh, you know it's been rebooted under the Mickey Mouse uh, uh, logo uh, and Marvel Studios yeah. with Tom Holland, Definitely. who's currently my favorite. Yeah, I he is he, I, I, he is Spider Man. Yeah, That's I mean Spider-Man. I just I just want to give him a hug. I, yeah. I I'm absolutely in love with Tom Holland. I love this kid. Yeah, so good. And you have the spinoffs, and you have crossovers, and you'll have. Sequels yeah, so and spinoffs are and like spinoffs are movies that are based, based on, on the same, character. yeah, based in the same universe on one character, but it's a new, it's a new movie. Exactly. So, so, so Han, you know, Solo, Solo would have been a spinoff. Puss in Boots from Shrek. Puss in Boots was a spinoff in uh, Shrek. So yeah, that's it. and you have the prequels, which are things that happened before. Before, the movie, yeah. The so like the Star Wars films, uh, you know, episodes one, two, and three are the prequels to four, five, and six. Obviously, Hob- the Hobbit. The Hobbit. Um, but there aren't many prequel films, though. No, not as much. Not as much. Not as much. No, uh, there are much more sequels. Okay, so then what makes a good remake and what makes a good reboot in your opinion again i'm gonna go back to content Content, yeah content. i mean i agree i agree um, you have very good remakes and reboots as you have very i mean again ones. Uh, uh pacino's uh scarface, uh, scarface is is woof i mean there's or, or the dark knight trilogy by nolan yeah that was a really a reboot, good reboot it was magnificent and One there of, hasn't been a better version of batman ever yeah no i like keaton but that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, but see, uh, because it's a different take on, on... On the Caped Crusader. The Caped Crusader. Exactly, but Fancy. definitely not... On the Dark Knight. <laughs> but definitely not a Ben Affleck... Uh, oh, no, not Bat- a Batfleck Bat- 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 no. at all. Mm-mm, no. It's it, probably not going to continue, but... Thank the Lord. Yep. So, yeah, it's all about content. It's all about uh, writing something that's entertaining and something that's fun and that people can, can enjoy and can relate to. For me, it's not just about the content. It is about the content, and the content is king for me. But it also, for me, if you want to remake something or if you want to reboot something, then, uh, well, okay, let me take remake first. Yeah. If you want to remake it, you need to still give it a new spin. Like, you need to give it something new, something fresh. Like, a new take on the story. You're not going to change the story, but maybe you're going to give me emphasis on something that the original did not give emphasis on. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, uh, you and I kind of disagree on this, mm. but I felt like the remake, the live action remake of Cinderella yeah. worked for me okay. as a remake way more than Beauty and the Beast, for okay. example. Okay. Um, I enjoyed the new Cinderella. It gave us um, more background as to her family life. It gave us more cultural background where, you know, it gave us more of, a, of like a grounded reality as to where the, the Cinderella storyline was happening. Um, um, it, it, it added a theme of forgiveness. She forgave her stepmother towards the end. Well, she mm. tried to forgive her stepmother towards the end, but the stepmother refused. But you saw Cinderella taking her own, being her own woman. And and um, 
let's face it, in the animated cartoon, you don't really have that. It's very kind of a straightforward fairy tale, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it added another layer. And this is kind of what I like seeing in a remake, is when you add another layer to the story that someone who's seen the original will appreciate seeing another layer, yeah. if you will. No, and no. not just a copy of... I, I, I think I would give the example of Scarface. Because yeah, okay. Scarface is based in the 30s, the uh -huh. first one, and the other one is based, I guess, in the 80s. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the whole the whole Cuban take and the whole how he rises to power, they, they both rise to power in mm -hmm. both movies. But in, in Scarface, the Pacino version, there's, there's something magical about it. There's yeah. something, there are a lot of layers. So yeah, I absolutely... Yeah, for me, for me, a remake shouldn't take the position of the original. It shouldn't erase the original from our mind. Yeah. But it should, you shouldn't be comparing it to the original the whole time you're watching it. But sometimes when a movie is so iconic, you can't not. Right. So the job of the remake yeah. is to try to, 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 to limit the mm -hmm. comparison as much as possible. Yeah. This is what I think. Um, and as far as a reboot goes, well, I mean, you've got to give it a brand new spin. Yep. Like, it's got to be completely original, in my opinion, when you want to reboot something. Like, it can't be, like, for example, Spider-Man Homecoming, mm. they just took out the whole uh, Uncle Ben storyline. Yeah. Whereas the Andrew Garfield version, we saw it again. Like, and, yeah, and we know that. Like, we got it. We don't need to see this again. Give us something new. And the, and the same with the the Dark Knight trilogy. Again, I'm gonna go back to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the the whole Tim Burton universe was uh, much more, if you want, cartoonish. Mm -hmm, if, mm -hmm. if I if I may, I'm I'm just gonna talk about the two Burton movies because in my opinion they're very good. And then what happened after was just. Yeah, you mean, uh, Batman and Batman Returns. Yeah. Okay, you know what? I do love Batman Returns because Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman is yeah. just, yeah. She's, she's fantastic. She's just great. She's amazing. And yeah, so uh, the, the Dark Knight trilogy by Nolan, to me, is one of the best trilogies ever made. Mm -hmm. And it's a reboot of mm -hmm. a character that we've seen, but there was a different take on Batman, how he becomes Batman, how he trains with... Raz al Ghul, mm -hmm. uh, how he goes to the League... Uh, League of Assassins. Yeah, League of Assassins. And, and that It also gave, felt grounded. It felt, felt real. grounded. It didn't feel like a comic book movie. It, th there were reports, uh, I think, in the third one or the second, in The Dark Knight, where people saw the, car, the chase, the Batmobile chase, and people were calling in 911, mm -hmm. telling them that there's an actual chase, something's happening, what's going on, because it's so mm -hmm. realistic. So again, all these, the, the, the Joker, let, let, I love oh. Nicholson, Joker, I love him, but Hedge, uh, Heath Ledger's Joker is just so... Iconic. Iconic. Because for me, even though the film, the, the trilogy is not very comic booky, for me, Heath Ledger's Joker felt like the most genuine version of what the Joker should yeah. be, which is a sadistic... Uh, anarchistic, is that even a word? I don't know. But the chaos, and, and there's the no, anarchy, the, the you know. The mystery, because you don't know much yes, about him, where he comes from. Because he gives from. you three different origin every, stories. Every time he has it, yeah, exactly, absolutely. You want to know how I got these scars. Yeah. Oh, man. You want to see this pen disappear? <laughs>
Boom. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Uh, uh, well, as we start running closer uh, uh, towards the end of the show, let's kind of jump into... Um, I mean, we've kind of spoken about why these things fail mm-hmm. when you don't, you know, when you don't pay attention to content, when you don't um, consider what came before you, the source, you know, uh, um, the source material, mm-hmm. when you don't add something new and original, it's going to fail because you're going to compare it to the original. Exactly. Um, so do we want to go into the whole timeline thing, movie timelines and... I mean. It's confusing at times. It is. It is. Uh, you know, Solo is confusing for a lot of people. They thought it came before episode one because of Darth Maul's appearance at the end. Ooh, spoiler. Sorry. Yeah, oh, my God. Um, uh, Jurassic World also... Uh, is confusing a yeah, lot of people. Because apparently there's the first one, Jurassic Park, and then you have to erase from the timeline the Lost World and uh, the third one. And then you have uh, Jurassic World and then you have the Fallen Kingdom. So... So oh, confused. yeah, because yeah. technically in The Lost World, people did find out that dinosaurs exist, and exactly. they were out there in, in the world, the world yeah. and then they were controlled, what is it, they were controlled again, and then not controlled yeah. again? Yeah, so, so this, it's confusing, uh, especially, so you have an original trilogy, and then they're like, okay, let's delete two movies, and we'll make a new trilogy, and so it's, it is a bit... Yeah, it is very confusing. Even with Marvel, as much as I love them, sometimes with their after credit scenes, there's things that happen that don't make sense in the ta- timeline. Yeah, no, they don't. Uh, You're the, right. ga- the gauntlet is seen a few times uh, yeah. on Asgard, and it just doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. Yeah. No, it so, doesn't. So, and I'm not even going to start talking about the Terminator. No, 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 let's not do that. Because that's just... Because now Cameron is doing another... Yeah. Reboot of the remake of the sequel of the spinoff of the, of the, of the prequel of the parallel and so apparently on. when Arnold Schwarzenegger said I'll be back he was serious yeah very serious <laughs> so what reboots or remakes would you like to see I would love for the DCEU to delete everything they've done and restart again like have a very good start because they have such iconic characters like Superman, mm-hmm. Batman. I love how you and I have the same answer yeah. to this question. Yeah. Because I couldn't think of anything else that I wanted rebooted aside from the DCEU. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they have so much potential and they are ruining it. Yeah. And it's very sad. And sure, people liked Wonder Woman, but I think they liked it because it was the best thing available in the from DCU, the DCU, but, but yeah, but as a superhero, no, it's movie, really not that great. I mean, no. the the third act in in Wonder Woman is a terrible mess. Yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess. And yeah, I mean, and then I would also, although it seems like it is kind of happening, a kind of um, re-strategizing of what's happening with the Star Wars universe for yeah, me. Definitely not a reboot, but like our just take a breath, guys. Structure. Let's, yeah. Let's regroup. Let's refocus. Let's get a vision and and kind of move forward. And I I think it's sort of starting to happen. Yeah. And if the spin-offs are being shelved and the rumors about Kathleen Kennedy are actually true, this kind of the stars seem to be aligning mm. and, and the pieces are being set for what is to come. Um, okay, so I know we still have one more song um, to play, but I do want to uh, ensure that we have enough time to talk about uh, our recommendations and yeah. what's new in the movie theaters. So I'm going to forego uh, the last song. 
on this show. Uh, we'll play it next week, maybe, or yeah. as we're going out, we'll play it if we found out that we have Big enough time. Um, okay, so uh, script to screen recommendations for this week. Uh, we decided that we wanted to recommend remakes and reboots that we that we like. It only makes sense. It only makes sense. So. Uh, the uh, reboot that I'm going to recommend would have to be the Planet of the Apes trilogy that just came out, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, War for the Planet of the Apes, because in my opinion, if Caesar were to be a reality, I would betray the man, uh, the, the human race, and bow down before Caesar. Andy Serkis' performance, wow. the story arc of Caesar, the satisfying, beyond satisfying conclusion, the buildup, the effects, the, I mean, everything. Everything about these films, even the soundtracks, everything about these movies is fantastic. If you haven't seen them, you should see them yesterday. Yes, and Tim Burton's version said no one ever. Tim Burton's version is one of the worst yes. reboots of all time. Oh my God, let's not get into that. Let's not get into Mark Wahlberg and yeah. Helena Bonham Carter and... Yeah. On, on my side, I'm going to be talking about a different movie, which, okay. which is also a remake. Okay. It's The Departed by Scorsese. The Scorsese. Yes. It's actually based on a Japanese uh, movie called Infernal Affairs. Ooh. And they have around, I think, three, four movies. It's not just one movie, but The Departed was such a good cop movie. And um, DiCaprio's character being an undercover uh, uh, Spy? Not, I was going to say Spy. <laughs> the Incredibles is just too much in my head. Uh, but yeah, being with that gang uh -huh. and uh, Matt Damon being with the cops and snitching on each other and you don't know who to trust and you don't know what's going to happen next. It's a very it's, good bad cop movie. It's an excellent bad it's cop It's a very, very, very good film. Um, and, I, you know, and Scorsese is one of those directors for me that's very hit or miss. I don't enjoy all of his films. I do like a bunch of them, but I no. don't enjoy a lot of them. The Departed is one of the ones that I do very much enjoy yeah, because of the performances the and the scripts. Exactly. Each, the each script, man, that is a beautiful screenplay. Each character. Beautiful screenplay. By the way, next time you watch it, I don't know if you know this, whenever you see an X behind a character, at one point in the they movie, die. that means that the character's yep. going to die. So, Symbolism, man. Love that. Uh, so, so. You call it, um, you, you, in cinema, this is my teacher self coming in right now, mm -hmm. but in cinema, you call those anticipatory setups. There you are. Nice. Yeah. It's an anticipatory setup. It's something where um, the film visually is setting something up for you to anticipate later on. I mean, yep. for you to, you know, for that anticipation to kind of happen. It's setting it up. So, yep. Check so. out The Departed. So, Script to Screen recommends uh, the... Uh, Planet of the Apes trilogy and The Departed. And I know last week I said that I would be posting these on our official Facebook page and social media, and I kind of haven't, and I do apologize, but I will be posting them later this week, I promise. <laughs> um, uh, because I do think that it'll be nice to have these somewhere that people yeah. can actually uh, uh, find them and look at them. So as far as what is currently playing in the box office in Lebanon, Hot Solo, go. So I'm going to talk about three movies, basically. I almost felt like you were a Pokemon there for a second. Pikachu. Hot Solo, go. I choose you. <laughs> no. Ocean's 8. So yeah, Ugh. Ocean's 8 is out. Okay. Uh, the Incredible Incredibles 2 is yep. out. And Hereditary. Which apparently... Is censored. It's censored yeah. weirdly. 
enough. I, st- I still haven't seen it, but uh, now I'm curious. Um, I really wanted to see it because my good friends in Australia, mm. Breaking uh, Breaking Banter, they saw it and they loved it. Yeah. Um, so I was excited to see it, but then I saw this is my review on Instagram saying mm. that it was cut, and that's just it's weird. That's just sad. So Welcome that- to Lebanon, man. Yep. How about you? So what? Uh, well, the films that are releasing yeah. this uh, later this week in the box office are going to be Ex- uh, Escape Plan to Hades, uh, Sylvester Stallone's Escape Plan Returns. Yes. Again, sequels. Um, <laughs> speaking of actually an anticipated sequel, though, uh, Sicario Day of the Soldado, which we will be watching on Monday, yeah. and I cannot wait very for this movie. I'm ex- very, very, very excited for this movie. Um, Patrick, uh, Sergeant Stubby, and American Hero is an animation film as well. Um, and, and I mean, expect better films to be coming out and more films to be coming out in the coming weeks as well. Is Loving Pablo, because I was going to say Loving Pablo, but then I read that it's actually being released. I think the week next after. Week. Yeah, yeah the, the, not this coming week, but the week after. So I, I wasn't going to say uh, Loving Pablo. Um, but that's what's uh, releasing uh, this coming week. Um, it hasn't been an exciting summer. No, not really. Not not really. Um, for me, so far, the movie I've enjoyed the most was probably Incredibles too. Yeah, I would probably say. I don't know. Um, yeah, probably Incredibles two and, and Jurassic World mm. two. Um, oh wait, no, The Avengers. Is, is it summer movie? It came out in May, in April. So I don't know. If no, that's not a summer movie. Okay, yeah, no. Uh, uh-uh. yeah. So I mean, that's it. That's it. Not, not a very interesting Not summer. a very summer blockbustery kind of summer. Let's hope it I'm, gets I'm looking forward to Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yep. I know that. And I'm looking forward to Mission Impossible Fallout. I am looking forward to that. I'm a big fan of the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, they're a lot of fun, honestly. Super fun. Tom and Cruise. the fact that Tom Cruise does all his stunts yeah. is just Tom insanely Tom Cruise hanging awesome. from a plane or a building or... Yeah, it's crazy. Well, on this note, we're going to leave you with the final musical track for the week. I'm not going to play the theme song this week. We'll leave you with the musical track. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can follow Had Solo at... Had.Solo. And you can follow me at Alan Mahana uh, on Instagram. Make sure you check out my IGTV channel. We're going to probably be dropping some new script-to-screen stuff on IGTV. Uh, make sure you follow both of us for movie tickets and premiere contests, etc., etc., etc. Thank you guys for tuning in. Join us again next week, same time, same place. Radio Lebanon, 96.2 FM at 4 p.m. Script to screen. We are out of here. Hi, I'm Alan. And I am Hat Solo. And together we can rule the galaxy. Uh, That might take too much time. Let's talk about films and TV instead. That makes sense. Join us every Saturday at 4 p.m. for brand new episodes of Script to Screen, only on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM. We'll be discussing all the latest news from the film and TV industry. And we'll also enchant you with some of the greatest songs and soundtracks out there. Script to Screen, only on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM, made to be heard.